there was a moment after that game ended before players and Nick Sirianni spoke to reporters that I thought to myself, what, how are we going to talk about this game? Yeah, it was, it was an ugly win, uh, but they found a way and they, they deserve credit for that. There's certainly a lot to, to be critical of. Uh, but a win's a win. They're hard to come by, as uh, Andy Reid once said, or probably said that about ten thousand times. And there's certainly some 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 bright spots. Uh, you know, you certainly don't leave Bank of America Stadium feeling like, you know, this is some kind of heroic performance. It wasn't. They found a way. They did find a way. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast presented by Nissan with Ruben Frank. I'm Dave Zangaro. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We'll break down the good, the bad, the ugly from that game. We'll talk about the offense, the defense, special teams all really played a role in this win, which is kind of the, the cool thing. And, oh, at the end of the podcast, we do have a, a Dave's negativity corner. Uh, I guess it's the opposite of the positivity corner where we point out positives in losses. It's We point out negatives in a win because it, I, I think it's kind of necessary after that game. Uh, but you're right. It's, it goes down as a win – in the column, just like a, a blowout would. So um, you beat a three and one team on the road. You take it. Yeah. It's a gutty win for sure. And we talked about all three phases that that's why to me, it ends up being a good win because it's the first time we've really seen them play complimentary football since the opener. And it's just the idea that, you know, when the offense was struggling, the defense kept them in the game and special teams gets it couple big plays and then the offense finally puts it together it, it, all three units worked together to get the win and it wasn't pretty but that's why it was so important for that to finally happen yeah and they got contributions from places they haven't gotten them and and that was that was big too um you know it was, it was more than just Devonte and hargrave and hurts or, or whatever it was it was a team win like you said and uh, yeah, on a short week with Tom Brady coming in, um, I guess he's – I don't know. I heard he got hurt, but we'll, we'll figure that out. But Yeah, apparently he, his hand was bandaged after the game, but – He's playing. I'll be shocked I, I, think I think he'll be okay. He might not shake anyone's hand after the game, you know, because that sore hand, you don't want to aggravate it shaking hands with a quarterback. But, uh, yeah, so, um, look, when you're one and three, you take him how you can get him. Yeah, absolutely. And they're not one and three anymore. So there's two and three, I guess. They are two and three. That's how that works. Uh, let's talk about the defense a little bit because it was, there was a lot of talk this week and a lot of important questions being raised about Jonathan Gannon and his unit. Uh, and they really responded well. They had a very good game. And I, I think we're kind of seeing, you know, over the last two weeks, no, they didn't play well. They certainly could have played better, but they did play two of the best offenses in the league. And now, you know, in, in the games where they're playing not 
Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes are pretty good. Yes. Somebody asked a couple, yeah, a couple of players were asked after the game, a couple of defensive players, what was the difference between today and the last two games? And we were joking that they should have just said, we weren't playing Pat Mahomes. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. And look, you'd like to play better against him, but uh, I mean, Sam Darnold is pretty much the polar opposite of, of Pat Mahomes. And uh, he was bad today. Yeah, he was really bad. He was really bad. But, you know, the defense also gave up 10 points early. They gave up 10 points in the first quarter. And, I mean, I'm thinking, here we go again. They can't stop anybody. Mm -hmm. So it, it was good to see. And I, I think what I liked about the defense was the D-line, I thought, really dominated as a group. And it wasn't just Hargrave. You know, we saw Fletcher show up a little bit. He got banged up, came back. Uh, we saw Josh Sweat. I thought Barnett had some good pressures. I thought Burnett uh, had his best game of the year. Yeah, he didn't have a sack, but I thought he had his best game of the year as well. He had he had a lot of pressures. I don't know what they gave him credit for as far as uh, hurries or any of that. I'll look that up when you're talking. But uh, yeah, I thought the whole D line was, was even Kerrigan had a tackle for loss for crying out loud. So I thought the D line uh, really controlled the line of scrimmage after the first quarter, after those first couple drives that the Panthers were able to, you know, and the Pan the Panthers want to play ball control. Uh, they want to control the clock and they did They have 35 minutes of possession and they want to run the ball. And I mean, you know, uh, Hubbard had what 101 yards, which ought to be impossible, but um, yeah, they, he's not you know, a bad little player. He, he's not bad. Yeah, no, he's, he's fine. Um, but uh, he's not, you know, he's not Ezekiel Elliott or, you know, Clyde Edwards St. Hilaire, Alaire, um, Elaire eclair but uh, did yeah, you the, put a saint in there saint alaire yeah he's, he's now <laughs> saint alaire uh yeah I, I thought the d-line had their best game as a group and hargrave got a six sack i mean he's playing unbelievable first uh, eagle defensive tackle ever with six sacks in the first five games i can't uh, wait to see how fast you know the, the nfl next gen stats tells you the fastest sacks that's gonna i mean oh that, that yeah. was quick yeah, he got in there uh, in a flat. I, I thought that they really wore down that Panthers O-line by the by the end of the game. They were really dominating the line of scrimmage. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was good to see. And they need to. I mean, that's the way this defense is built. And that I mean, that predates Gannon's time. I mean, if you're going to put that much money into the defensive line, it kind of does need to be the focal point of your defense. And, and in order for this thing to work, they have to they have to get after the quarterback. They have to get home. And they finally did that pretty consistently. I agree with you. And that's, you know, and that's why the secondary had three takeaways, three interceptions. It was it was all pressure and making Sam Darnold make bad decisions. I think if Steve Nelson said, you know, we kept making him throw off his wrong leg and off balance, and you'll get those. I mean, they this has not been a big turnover team, not a big takeaway team. Uh, interceptions haven't been there's the first time. It's the first time the Eagles have had three interceptions in a game since since 2012 opener against the Browns. That crazy? You mean three interceptions from corners? It's the first time. No, I'm sorry. It's the first time a corner has had two interceptions in a game okay. since since that game. DRC had two. No, it's the first time they've had three since 2016 against Dallas. And it was it was Nate Gary. No, they had 
They no, no, I'm sorry. In 2019. I know. I'm messing up the stat. <laughs> well, we got the, a long look in the mirror, two, Ruby. See, I don't have I don't have notes in front of me. It was 2019, and it was Nate Gary, Ronald Darby, and Sidney Jones, and it was uh, it was against Atlanta. Atlanta. I got yeah, in, in the second week of the season. See, we're playing good complimentary podcasts. Yeah, you struggle, I help you out. I struggle, you pick me up. That's dog, what, that's our that's, dog dog mentality. <laughs> pod mentality. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Darius Slay, you know, it was, he was asked if it was his best game as an Eagle, and he kind of laughed it off because he's, you know, he's he's told us, you know, I'm playing well. He always tells us, like, I'm playing well. The, the, the interceptions aren't there, but the inter- interceptions are big plays. And I like, I agree with Darius Slay that he has played very well since he's been here. He's been a very good corner. He's the best corner they've had in a long time, but interceptions change games. And he, he finally had a couple. And the first was a really nice play. I mean, they were both good plays, but he baited them uh, into that throw. That's a veteran move on a quarterback who was struggling. He baited him in it. That was a beautiful play. Yeah, it was. It was. And, you know, they've been saying they're going to come in bunches and they haven't, but, uh, but they did. And, and it was the, you know, the secondary and the D line working together. And it's uh, it, it was good to see they have, they have to have that. They're not good enough to win games without, creating havoc up front and, and making plays in the back end. They're, they just don't, don't have the personnel to do it. So, uh, I mean, I think this D-line is underachieved, really, as a group until today. And uh, the D-line and the secondary worked together. It was, it was, it was something that had to happen. Uh, the way the offense was sputtering most of the game, the defense really had to control this thing, defense and special teams. Who thought Gennard Avery ended up being the team's best linebacker? He was really good today. He had a really good game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought Davion Taylor came in in the, in the second half and made some plays too. Um, but, yeah, Avery. Um, I, I, Taylor's got to play more. Yeah, I thought Singleton piece, had a bad game. He's had a few of them. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, you know, he's had a he's few still bad racking games. up the tackles. but Yeah, he had 13 tackles, I think. But uh, he's missing a lot too. And he's out of position. Uh, he had a bad penalty, uh, personal foul on a play that was, I mean, it was like a, it was Barnesh, it was Barneshian. Uh, oh, yeah, because he had two. Well, that is yeah. a tough play, though. It was, it, look, I think it was the right call, but it's a weird play because you have a non-quarterback giving himself up. And it's, it's like, it's unusual. So I almost, in a way, I get what he was doing. It's, it was a penalty by the, the rule book, but it was a weird one, though. Yeah, uh, because usually you don't see a position player kind of give himself up, and but he had already he'd been touched as well. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. It's not enough for him to give himself up, but it, right. that's that's what basically ended the play because he gave himself up and he was touched. He was down. This yeah. is a weird thing to see. Yeah, so uh, I'd like to see some new combinations out there at linebacker. We've talked about that, but Jannard um, Avery was uh, was a playmaker. He was. The defense was fun to watch today. And I, I think they've, you know, th- there was the one on the touchdown miscommunication. It looked like uh, Harris was signaling for Steve Nelson to pick up the man on that side. So miscommunication, that that didn't, it, it never looks good when there's miscommunication at the goal line and there's a wide open man in the end zone. Uh, you never want to really, see, you, you never yeah. want to see that. The, the Namdi Kirk Coleman, you know, 
<laughs> we were joking on Slack during that play that Kurt Coleman got blamed for that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. never a good look. And but hey, they you mentioned it. They gave up those ten points, and then they really, um, they really locked down after that. I was yeah, impressed I mean, by the way the unit played. Two field goals, and one of them was what 58? fifty eight. Uh, yeah. No, fifty yards. Yeah, Elliot hit a fifty eight yarder. Um, yeah, and they really needed it. I mean, coming off those last two weeks. They, I mean, the, the defense is, has been pretty good in three out of five games. And, uh, and you know what you know, I thought was underrated? I thought it was a very warm day. You know, it was in the low 80s here in Charlotte. And uh, the sun, you know, the sun was beaten down. It, so that's the kind of game where defense can, um, can get gassed. But I thought they were they on the field a lot. They were on the field 35 minutes. And I, I thought they held up really well, considering it was something I was kind of looking at. Um, how are they going to hold up playing 30, 30 to 35 minutes in this heat in the sun, you know, one o'clock game, uh, they held up. Well, it, it looked like, you know, Gannon substituted a lot, try to keep guys fresh. I mean, he's going to do that anyway, but, uh, I thought that was really encouraging. It's, it's, it shows that they're fairly fit, uh, to be able to, to be able to play well at the end of a game like that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Cause there was a, there were, you know, on the one, the, the Eagles had the back-to-back turnovers on offensive plays. There was the uh, Devontae fumble and then the Jalen Hurts pick. And you're thinking, man, this defense is, they're not going to be able to hold up yeah. at this rate. But the, yeah, they, they really did. They did a nice job. And we mentioned Slay. I want to also say he was following more for that game. And he did a really good job. He did. He did. And he said he, he, uh, he watched Trayvon Diggs. He said, I, I like just, that. I liked it too. He, you know, he said, just because I'm an older player doesn't mean I can't learn from watching a young kid. He said, he, I watched how he, he covered him and how he played him. And I, I, I took something from that. I was pretty cool. Um, yeah, he, he had a terrific game. And I, I don't know what, uh, what were Morris' final numbers. Um, you have that in front of you, five for 42. His long game was a 14 yeah, yard. But, but his big that play was, uh, that was one. One of the few things where it wasn't on him, he was he ended up in the slot, right? So it was Avante was on him, right? Slay locked him down pretty good. He did, he did. Yeah, he's. This is the kind of game we've been waiting for from Slay, and and uh, yeah, it was good to see. He's funny too, man. He he gets his his press conferences are now like just they're profan- not safe for work. They're profanity laced and they're hilarious. Like he's. <laughs> I can't, I'm not gonna, but yeah, you can watch it. But it's uh, he's he's funny. He's a trip. He just, and he had a he had a baby. His wife had a baby this week, so it's been a been a good week for him. Yeah, he missed practice on Thursday. And even mentioned that he was kind of behind. He didn't prepare for this game the way he normally prepares for games. And I'm yeah. thinking maybe take Thursdays off. <laughs> you know, if, if that's what it takes. Have a baby every week. <laughs> maybe not that. Uh, but it was yeah, it was good to see him have a big game. Anyone else on defense? You mentioned Avery, um, mentioned uh, Hargrave. Uh, Steve Nelson had a pick right after getting beat. Um, mm-hmm. That was a nice play. Um, he's been he's been up and down, uh, but that was pretty that was a pretty big play. Yeah. So when's the last time we saw Eagles cornerbacks as a unit look that good? Yeah, probably seventeen. You know, you have to go back to, you know, Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby. There were some games where they were really, really good that year. That's four years ago. So uh, somehow. So, yeah, that was 
that was definitely good to see. But you know, they, I mean, we say this every week, they got to build on it and, and they've got to string together, you know, several good games in a row. It's, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to get it done if you, if you give up 36 to the, to the Buccaneers on Thursday night. Yeah. But this is exactly, you know, philosophically what they want this defense to be. It's a, it's a keep it in front of you. You know, it's kind of classic cover two stuff. It's keeping in front of you, make them drive down a field on 10 plays and, and just hope that your defensive line gets home and, and hope that you end up forcing them into mistakes. It worked here. It didn't work the previous two weeks. Right. Um, they haven't been giving up big plays. The longest play today was a 26-yard Hubbard run. Longest pass play was 25 yards. I, I, I guess you can you can live with giving up 101 rushing yards when they're not going over the top. But it, uh, against Dallas and against the Chiefs, you're not going to get away with it. Against the Panthers, you will. Yeah, and Gannon, when was that? Might have been this week. He was asked if, you know, if there are stats – that he doesn't care about the other people do. And he, he said there are, he wouldn't get into the specifics. I'm guessing rushing yards is one of them. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm if they're sure coming in small chunks, he probably doesn't care about it. Yeah. Not the 26s, but, but, you know, Hubbard moved the chains. I mean, he did, mm-hmm. um, he, yeah. he had some good runs. I thought it was too much. I thought, uh, yeah, he's a nice player, but it was too much. Score big with the triple a Eagles MVP membership along with superb roadside assistance and discounts you've come to expect from AAA, get exclusive Eagles-related perks. For all the details, visit AAA.com Eagles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, let's talk about Jalen Hurts a little bit. Kind of a, a tale of good, bad, and ugly with him, really. It was a either they come out with the win, and I'm sure he'd take this game over the last one where he played really well and they lost. I don't know. What do you make of it? Because he ended up making the plays at the end of the game, helped them win. But really, for what, three, three and a half quarters, he wasn't very good. Yeah, uh, a couple of things. Number one, I don't think his coach gave him a chance to be very good. Uh, when your run-pass ratio, again, is so out of whack, um, and, and I mean, in, in the first half, was it? They ran five out of 20, 29 plays. I, I mean, it's – you saw how they were running the ball at the end of the game. You know, the Panthers are 23rd in the NFL. They're giving up 4.5 yards of carry. Um, and 
look, I'm not absolving Jalen Hurts. He did not play well. He he made he was he was bad. I mean, he was not good the first three quarters. But I don't think his coach really gave him a fair shot to be good either. And it's, we've seen this uh, a few times. And I mean, the running backs are. Look, I'm not one of these. You got to run the ball 30 times a game. You don't. But you have to run it enough to take some pressure off the O-line, to keep the defense guessing, and, and to give your quarterback a chance to not get, you know, teed off on. And Nick didn't do that. And he didn't do it until the fourth quarter when he had to, and they ran the ball really well. They had like 60 rushing yards in the fourth quarter. They had 30 in the first three quarters because they started doing it, and, and they got into a little rhythm. And, you know, Miles shouldn't have been running out of bounds, but that that's another story. But, you know... So, but, but getting back to Hertz, he's got that special quality where he's, he's a, he's very positive. He's, he's, you know, he doesn't show if he's frustrated or upset, he doesn't let it show most of the time. And he encourages everybody around him and he keeps playing hard and he keeps fighting and he keeps battling no matter how bad things are. And they were bad today. And, you know, I, I think that's a really good attribute and, and all the people that criticized him last week for, you know, hollow numbers in a loss. Well, you know what? They won today. And his numbers sucked. I mean, he was 22 for 37 for 198 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. He did rush for two touchdowns. But when he had to make plays at the end of that game, he made plays. And there's something yeah. to be said for that. I agree with that. And you're right. I mean, a few of those um, option plays where he pulled it, absolutely the right call. They, they finally were able to utilize his legs at the end of the game a little bit, that two point conversion pass. Yeah. That, that that's one of the best plays we've seen him make because he avoided the pressure. A lot of times what I've noticed from him is he'll, he'll avoid the pressure and he, how do I explain it? He avoids the pressure, but then he'll, he'll get out of trouble and he'll settle for throwing the ball out of bounds, which is sometimes the right play but I, I have a, a sense that sometimes there are plays we made that he's not making. This one was, you know, it's a two point conversion. You have no choice. You got to try to do something with it. Right. Uh, and I was impressed by the way he, because that was a, I mean, that, I don't, I don't know if that, that rusher looked free to me. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone got a hand on him. So um, I'll have to rewatch it, but he had a man in his face. He gets out of the way. And then he had the, the poise to settle down and find Devante in the back of the end zone, it was a really, really nice play. It really was. And I don't know. It's funny. I do my grades the next day after, after games before the fourth quarter, he was in the D range for me. I don't know how much the, the, the quarter is going to bring him up. I'll probably be in the C plus uh, C plus B minus range. I, I might, I might get him up to a B minus. Cause I thought it did. He was really, it was a gutty performance from him at the end and the stats were ugly. I did. I, I thought he missed some throws. I mean, the, the, the one to Ertz, when they needed to have it to, to move the chains there, it, it's that pass has got to be there. Uh, I know some people were saying it, it hit him in the hands, but it's a five-yard pass, and you're making your 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 big tight end dive and an awkward – you got to hit him there. Um, and there were some missed throws, but at the end of the game, you're right. I was really impressed by him. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's, there's definitely something there, you know, you want consistency from the kid and we just haven't seen that yet, but you know, Hey, there's 12 weeks to go and uh, we're going to have every chance. Uh, 
he's he's an interesting guy. I mean, he's he's uh, and there was a little exchange between you know, he took some shots too. I mean, the, the first one from Reddick, I mean, I, I didn't know if he was going to get up from that, but um, when uh, after the first sack from Reddick, he said to Jordan Mulata, who's playing right tackle, he said, next play, just in other words, don't worry about it. It's over, forget it. And they gave him another sack and he went up to Mulata again and said, don't worry about it. Next play, next play. And then when he threw the interception, Mulata came up to him and said, next play. In other words, goes both ways. And, and, and Jalen said he really, I really made him smile because he said, he said, I got a little bit of my own medicine, like as far as staying positive, stay up, forget the last play. I guess Nick would call it dog mentality. I just call it perseverance and toughness. Um, he's a very you tough. You don't call it dog mentality too? No, nah, yeah, I'm going to kind of avoid that phrase. There's a couple of phrases we avoid on the podcast. That might, that might become one of them. Um, <laughs> Is that going to start to be a fine? Like the other, like mentioning, you know? It could be, it yeah. could be, but, but yeah, so uh, there's some, there's, he's got some really impressive qualities when it comes to perseverance and, and, and mental toughness and, you know, just staying positive because he knows that as the quarterback, the rest of the team, like if, if he's hanging his head when it's 13 to three or, or, you know, 15 to 15 to three, it's 15 to three. He knows if he's hanging his head, the rest of the team's going to do the same thing. So he's got to stay up, and uh, he did a great job of that. Yeah, I want to talk about Nick Sirianni's play calling. You mentioned the run-pass ratio it, out of whack again. And I, I go back – I don't want to talk about that too much because you hit it, but I go back to when he – they've been using the kind of built-in excuse about RPOs. And I think still the most telling thing was – I. I asked him about, well, if this is the case and you consider RPOs run plays, are you okay with the, this ratio getting out of whacking games? It's going to happen. And he said, yes, without hesitation. So when he did that, I, I, I think it's going to keep happening. Yeah, I think you're right. And I don't like it. I, I just, you know, how did they win this game? How did they take, how did they run out the clock? How did they get back into it? At the end of the game, they ran the ball. Gainwell had a 12, Miles had an 18. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know anything about football, but I think you have to run the ball enough to keep teams honest. And he doesn't do that. And well, for me, it's more than, for me, it's, you have to do a little bit more of that. And some other things we'll, we'll talk about just to take some of the pressure off off your quarterback sure this is and second... to get the ball in the hands of really good player you know and and it was obvious from the start that all the sideways passes weren't working you know everything in the first half was sideways backwards you know i think at one point they had 10 catches for 34 yards i mean yeah that's a bad rushing average and, and so that's what i want to talk about because the the one thing that I kept thinking about was Nick Sirianni was asked about the Panthers defense this week. And the first thing he said is speed. They have speed and they make plays all over the field because of it. So with that knowledge in hand, he came into this game thinking we're going to screen them to death. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it, the approach is wacky. And I, I'm a big fan of the screen game in general. You know that I love screen plays. I think they're really effective, but, in a game like this where you identified the, the biggest strength of, of the defense you're facing, 
is their speed. And the one thing that can really blow up plays is speed and recognition. I thought it was a strange – I guess they're thinking Carolina brings – and I'm really curious to see what they're going to do next week against Todd Bowles because we know he'll bring pressure, kind of like the, the Panthers bring pressure too. And this that was their plan to beat the pressure. It didn't work. I wonder, you know, if that will change their approach next week when they face the, the Bucks because we, we know Todd Bowles, he's going to bring it. Well, I mean, one thing you do to, to neutralize pressure is run the ball. Um, but – yeah, if if you have a fast defense and you're running you're running these short plays, I mean they're gonna they're gonna stop those. And and they ran so many of them. I mean it was like, what is he doing? I, I thought I thought the first half and into the third quarter was some of the worst play calling I've ever seen, ever by anybody, and that includes Dana Bible. And he didn't even last. It was half weird. The season. It just looked like there were. Uh, I I think I tweeted it. it looked like they were stuck in the mud. It did quicksand. Like everything was side to side, backwards, losing yardage. At a certain point, just go forward. Whatever you do, just go forward. Mud mentality. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, I, you know, I, who knows if it would have changed. I mean, the defense really took control of the game and, and special teams. I mean, they still – it was not – I mean, look, they, you know, they won the game. But, I mean, it's not like they were – piling up huge yards in the fourth quarter. You know, they got a short field on the block punt. They ended up with, what, 273 yards, 15 first downs. I mean, I, most of this was in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, offensively, it was a terrible game, even with the comeback. I, you know, I didn't write about this in my 10 ops because they won the game, but I think I'm going to write about it soon. I mean, it's getting almost – to me, it's getting close to time where – we got to look at maybe another play caller. Now he, I don't think he's going to do it, but I don't think he's very good at it. And I thought he would be, I think he's a bad play caller. And I think he's, I mean, there's times that he can get them going, but for the most part, you know, I mean, look, against the chiefs who were one of the worst defenses in the league. They, they got going, but um, the Panthers, I mean, they should have, we shouldn't be looking up in the, in the third quarter and they have six points. I need to see more from him as a play caller. Yeah, I think that's fair. How about on offense? Anyone else you want to talk about? I thought Devontae ended up having a good game. The fumble, it was a tough play. I thought that they always, you know, players always say the other guys get paid too. That was, to me, one of those situations. It looked like he caught the ball, he was trying to tuck it, and the guy punched yeah. it out. Yeah. But I, and he, I thought he rebounded nicely. And, you know, Jalen likes to throw to the guy that has a big drop or a turnover. You know, he, and he went right back to him on the next drive. Um, and he, you know, he finished with seven for 77, uh, you know, without like a big play, you know, I think his longest catch was 17 yards. It looks like. Um, so yeah, he, um, he's, I mean, he's, he's going to be a star. Now, this is his fifth career game and you just, he's just fun to watch. He's, he's tough. He's smooth. Um, I think he had a drop. Did you get that? Did you credit that as a drop today? Yeah, I think he had to drop, um, but he's—I uh, mean, he's on his way to being something special. I, I agree with that. Uh, Quez, the big play, really the biggest offensive play of the day was Quez, and it really kind of opened things up. Quez had a fifty-three yarder uh, and had forty-eight yards for the game, so that tells <laughs> you to do. That yeah. tells you how backwards they were going early. 
Um, I'd like to see him a little more involved in the mid-range game because I think he can be a weapon there. Um, just because you have to, you really have to, you know, honor his speed. And, you know, so there should be guys off him, you know, because they're worried about him running by them. Uh, but, you know, he's like, a, he does remind me of Deshaun and his ability to track that deep ball um, and see it and, and get himself in position to catch it. Um, beyond being fast you know there's there's fast guys who can't can't do that um but he's uh yeah that was and that play really kind of that's when like they, nothing was going right on offense and that play really kind of you took a deep breath here all right maybe now they can you know get something going and and it did it, uh, it, it's hard to it's hard to win with a with a bunch of one yard and two yard plays you need those 53s in there somewhere yeah, I mean, the idea is that one of those ones or twos breaks, and that certainly didn't happen. Uh, it took too long to get Dallas Goddard involved in this game. Yeah. He's one of their best they're players. Always, yeah, they're always slow to get him and and, and, and Ertz. Uh, both of them. At involved. least they went to Ertz early. I, I mean, but for me, I, I'd i rather get Goddard involved than Zach Ertz at this point. Did have a bad drop. No, I, I would agree with that. He had a bad mm-hmm, drop. That's fair. He did have a bad drop. Um, Rager. Had a nice punt return, but I, he's just not showing me a whole lot. Um, he made a mistake on the one kick return. Yeah, he Backed did. Him up. Yeah, that was bad. Um, O-line, I thought, you know, it was up and down. I mean, again, it's new guys and new spots. Um, we, we talked about Mulata with, uh, you know, a couple back-to-back sacks. You don't see that. And he talked about just being rusty. I mean, he hadn't, you know, he hadn't played in a few weeks and coming off an injury. Um, That's a tough situation. Coming Very. back from an injury, you're flipping sides. You're playing with a knee brace for the first time. Right. A lot. I, I give him credit for how he handled that. I mean, it's he just showed up and did it. So uh, it, it wasn't a great game. Probably. I'm trying to think of the other guys. Kelsey had the bad snap. They pop up here and there. It was a bad time for it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was terrible. I, I don't know if Jalen maybe could have made a better effort to catch it. I mean, it wasn't like it was over his head. He got his hands on it, uh, yeah. but, but it, it was certainly not his fault. And on those plays, I want him out of there. Don't try to recover that because I want him uh, – I don't want him getting hurt trying to recover it because, you know what, they get a touchdown instead of a safety, so be no, it. No, you got to recover that. I don't want my quarterback back there getting, you know, getting killed. He's, I mean, you got to try to recover the football. You can't no. give up a touchdown. That's crazy. No. I, I, I want him safe and sound. What if he kicks There's, it out of the back? Can that be the teaching that's, point? That's well, it's a, it's it's a penalty, but uh, yeah. And I mean, if he if he knocks it out of bounds, that's fine. But I just don't want him diving on the ball. He got he got caught in some in some traffic there. I I got, look. I'm I understand protecting the quarterback. You got you can't you can't just give away a touchdown. Hey, well, we'll just agree to disagree. Okay. Yeah, I think that's crazy. But uh, Landon Dickerson, I hasn't played well. And at the end of the game, he was not in there. Um, Nate Herbig was in the game. We don't know why. Uh, maybe it was injury-related. Maybe it wasn't. The, the way he's played, it wouldn't be crazy for it to not be injury-related. Yeah. Um, he's just I thought he, – I thought he played better last week. Uh, it was probably his best game. Uh, I expected him to be a flat-out stud from the get-go. And my concern was 
was him staying healthy. So um, I, I, I got in there at the halfway through Nick, but I don't think he was asked about Dickerson. He was. And Dickerson's been dealing with the hip injury. He, he was really hobbling around after last week's game. So maybe it popped up again. I, I, look, I don't think they'd – I'd be a little surprised if they benched him. Yeah. Late yeah, in the second too. half of a, of a game like that. Um, but that's I mean, something to watch. Getting... Short week here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's not much to say about the offense. I mean, they would you they leave if, they... if Lane Johnson isn't available on Thursday? Would you just leave the line the way it is? Do you think having Dillard at left tackle, Driscoll at right guard, Mylotta at right tackle is better than having Mylotta at left tackle, Herbig at right, Driscoll at right tackle? I think I like the second option. So you'd change it? I think I would. Now, the, the short week might nix that maybe if they had a longer we're gonna have one day of practice yeah yeah it's probably tuesday yeah uh but yeah i think that might be a little more solid right now i think driscoll's pretty good you know i think i think he's all right so yeah we'll see i know whatever whatever stout does he'll he'll have them ready uh but uh yeah dickerson certainly i mean they need him i mean on that o-line with brooks getting older and who knows if, you know, when or if he'll play again. And Kelsey's 33 and Lane, who knows? They need, you know, their second round pick to be. And look, it's only four starts. So, you know, maybe he'll figure it out. But uh, I expected more from him. At Nissan, we just made your choice for a new car and easier one than ever. With our most exciting and fuel efficient lineup, the choice is yours. Now get great offers across our full line. Shop your local Nissan store today at NissanUSA.com. Nice pause. All right, let's talk special teams and then get to Dave's negativity corner. You're stoked for Dave's negativity corner, I can And tell. special teams. This, this last little chunk here is really good for me, uh, really good for my brand. <laughs> We're going to talk about the punter and then, uh, <laughs> neg- and then uh, in my little corner. Um, I thought special teams were actually having a pretty poor performance for a lot of this game there were some negative plays there was the the breakdown on oh, the you want to save those for the negativity corner well we're talking special teams so okay all right um it led to a, what a 16 yard punt um, yeah the, there was the the kick return by rager that i'm not sure he didn't get a piece of that one or he might have just made him he yeah it, he didn't i don't think he touched it there or the replay didn't show him touching it but it clearly um led to that but then they make some huge plays and you have, there was the 64 yard punt. Uh, This guy is really good at, at those direct. And that's not even, I mean, that's not a directional kick. That's a booming directional kick. That's one of the best things you'll see. I guess that reverse spin on it. They They never took took a left turn. Yeah. They never bounce at least so far. They don't bounce into the end zone. They bounce the other way. It's almost like the Eagles offense. They just go backwards. (laughs) But yeah, he's, he's, he's really something else. And, you know, they took a chance on him. He never punted in an NFL game in a regular season game. And he's not a rookie. He's an older guy, uh, but uh, he's been really, really good. Yeah. I mean, a 64 yard punt that bounces out at the five yard line. That's about as good as it gets. Yeah. That was huge. Jake Elliott, a big field goal, 58 yards, third longest in Eagles history. I mean, I know he had the win in his back, but that that would have been good from. It could have set the record if they if that if they had a penalty, 
he <laughs> which is not outlandish for this team. He would have set a record. They had a lot of leg on it. Yeah, and I mean it was it was low. Um, you know, so it was you wonder when it's that long, it's easy to block, but it was it had no height on it, as we used to say. But um, he's now got two of the three longest field goals in English history, the the 61 yarder against the Giants, the game winner in 17, and this one, and the other one is uh Tom Dempsey's 59 yarder in 1979, was it? Um, so he's been good, you know, he's made his kicks this year, he's been a lot better than last year. You don't you don't kind of hold your breath when he's when he's kicking this year. So yeah, you give um, him credit because there was a lot of heat on him last year. Yeah. Yeah. So um that was huge. And and um and then obviously the block punt uh was the biggest play of the game. And uh TJ Edwards, great play. It was schemed up really well by Michael Clay. And I think Davion recovered. Or no, um Sean um uh, Sean, Sean Bradley. Or Sean Taylor, yeah, Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley. Uh, I just combined them to make a great player, but it was. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, the only Temple guy that Matt Rule didn't bring in <laughs> made Pretty a much. play to help beat him. So that was Temple on Temple right there. Although, and I bet you Sean Bradley would admit it, you got to scoop that ball. Yeah, there's no reason not to. And that yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's got to understand that. You have nothing to lose. Like if if you try to pick it up and, and Carolina recovers it, it's still your ball. Yeah. So if you pick Unless it up, they pick it up and run with it, but that you take your chance. Yeah. So you scoop and score. You know, he's not a rookie. He should know better. That's his thing is special teams. He should if if you're on, you know, punt block, you should know that. But they, they as it turned out. I mean, they're, they're not the smartest team. You know, you talk about Miles going out of bounds, trying to run out the clock, and, you know, Sean Bradley not not trying to score and all the penalties. They're not the smartest team. In the yeah, I don't want to ding them too much. League. It was a great play. It was a great yeah. design. And uh, T.J. Edwards said they, they, got, they got the look from them earlier in the game. They didn't use it, but they, they saw it, and then they said, all right, this is what we want. And, yeah, he sprung them, and it was a big play. T.J. Edwards says his first ever – Punt block, any level. Really? Yeah. Did, did, this is not related to um, special teams, but I thought TJ Edwards actually played okay. It's, it seemed to me, we don't get the snap counts till tomorrow. It seemed to me he played a little more than he has been. Um, I think he only played 17 snaps last week, so we'll see. But, I, you know, I, if it's possible that Davion Taylor, Jannard Avery, and TJ Edwards are their best linebackers, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they don't have good linebackers, period. They just don't, but you try to figure out who's going to give you the best chance to go out and make some plays. But yeah, special teams came. And up I think really that's why we see them mix and match so much. I think yeah. Dan is just trying to use them where he thinks they can be best situationally. It's not the most ideal approach, but I, I get it. Like I, I get what he's trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Negativity corner. You want to start? Run the ball. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I'll, I'll say one we haven't mentioned. Uh, Greg Ward on a pick play, you just can't touch him. Right. You got to know better. It, 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 there's a little gray area there because within one yard you can, but he was it was it was past one yard because he's in the end zone. Either way, don't touch him because you know that's going to get called every time. And, and after getting like I, I thought it was it was way worse than the. JJ won from last week. Definitely. I agree with that. 
um, people in the press box were saying it was a bad call. And I'm watching, I was like, that's not a bad call. That's the you right call. You can't make contact there. You, yeah, you just can't do it. And they're going to call that every time. Yeah. Period. I mean, if so. their legs get caught up or something, that's fine. But it, their torsos can't hit, you know? Uh, and you don't have to touch them. That's the beauty of, of one of those plays. It's not a pick, you know? It, it can't be a, an actual pick. It has to just be to slow down the defender. And it's – right. Little thing, but what's that? The fifth touchdown they've gotten take off the board this year. Yeah. Um, negativity corner. I'm I'm down on Jalen Rager right now. I'm just uh, he seems slow getting out of his breaks. I just don't see him. It seems like the only way they try to use him is on you know short stuff and get the ball in his hands and hope he can make somebody miss and get some yards. He had that one. I think it was actually a. I think they there was a they were going to call a push off and they did they were going to call an OPI it was like a 15 yarder he had one play that actually looked made him look like a wide receiver and it was a nice play uh, and they they picked up the flag and said there was no penalty which was the right thing to do but yeah. you know he's like his numbers are down from last year and a lot of that is Devonte you know I mean he's not the number one guy and he was kind of the number one guy last year until Fulgham was the number one guy remember him um, but. I just need to see more first round pick, man. I need to see more from him. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, negativity corner. What else? I, I mean, there's, there's some stuff to choose from. I, um, I've about had enough with Eric Wilson, by the way. Yeah. It doesn't look like a great signing. Yeah. I thought he'd be better. I mean, it's not a guy. Yeah. He's not getting paid a ton, but I thought maybe this is like, the Nigel signing, they bring in a, it felt like the Nigel signing in a way it was, you bring in a, in a guy who kind of knows what the coach wants to do. And, and then you see if he can be a long-term fix. I, I know Nigel got a, he got a deal. He Was he a one-year deal first? No, he got a real deal. I think initially he was a one-year deal. I think. Is that it's, right? It's 16. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, it felt like that and it hasn't worked. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have another. We, we've talked about all the other negatives, and I think the biggest one was play calling, and that's something they need to fix. Yeah, and you know what's amazing is that Miles actually finished with 11 carries for 45 yards, which is over four yards a carry. You know, it's almost like if he gets one yard on his first carry, you don't see him again until the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's And I'll be honest, I, in, in this game – that wasn't my biggest problem with the play calling. No, I would agree with that. For me, it was the scheme. It was the sideways crap. It was the backwards crap. It was not pushing the ball, not driving the ball down the field. Um, and, you know, you want to run some of that, fine, if you think there's something there. But, God, I mean, every freaking play backwards, sideways. Yeah, it was, it was hard to watch. Yeah. But they got to win. That's they enough win. Of, of negativity corner. They got to win. You know it's, what? A, it's a big win. And I'll tell you what, what it shows is that, and like we've been really critical of Nick Sirianni over the last few weeks. And it's, you know, most of it is, I think all of it's warranted, but the fact that they did come back and win tells you that he's getting through to his players and that they, they're still buying in and they still believe in what he's preaching. And, and, and the same goes for Gannon because you don't win this game. You don't come back down. What's their biggest deficit? 12 points. You don't come back from 12 points down on the road against a three and one team. If, you know, if the coach is not getting through, you, you throw in the towel. So I thought that was, 
you know, that was encouraging. I don't like the way he's called plays, but I think he's a good coach Monday through Saturday because he, he seems to have their ear. They seem to be listening and, and buying in and believing. Yeah, no, you're right. It was definitely a good sign. That's all we got for you guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and subscribe wherever you get your pods. If you're watching on YouTube, please click the like button there. Subscribe as well. We appreciate all the love we get from you guys. We don't mention it as often as we should, but it's always cool, uh, especially when we're out and about. I always love the, uh, the pod listeners coming up to us. Uh, all right, that's it. We have another podcast coming for you this week, uh, short week before Tom Brady on Thursday night. That's it for Rubom Day. This has been Eagle Eye presented by Nissan Talkies.